Welcome back to the Jeff Keith Show. So, if you noticed on the podcast, I put YouTube because the show is now on YouTube. I don't have uh, the long shows yet. Maybe I'll just mash together some of these and put them together as uh, one episode for the podcast on iTunes. But for now, um, I'm not used to these lights in my face yet. It's been so long, you know, since I've been on stage and stuff. Going crazy. Anyways, now's a good time to tell you about my not a sponsor. This is LaCroix. This episode is brought to you not by LaCroix, but I have one, so kind of looks legit. Maybe that'll be like the thumbnail. Check it out, LaCroix. All right, so I'm not going to drink that on camera or anything. Um, I told a story I put on YouTube. If you guys, uh, well, this is for YouTube, what am I talking about? Check out, if you're listening in the audio, get on the YouTube, okay? Because that's what I'm into now. I'm into the YouTube, okay? Uh, so I told a story about me bombing at that bat mitzvah, but I have so many other bomb stories, and I told comics, I go, hey, if you want to come on and just tell like a quick bomb story, they're so funny. There's nothing comics like more than when another comic bombs. Or even like looking back on some, I mean, bombing sucks while it's happening, but looking back, unless you're a shitty comic and you always bomb, I guess it always sucks, and I don't know. But my point is, if you know you're a good comic and you have some shitty, some bombs, bombs can be funny, right? Looking back. So, uh, another one of my favorite bombs, okay? This is, <laughs> I don't think you can bomb harder than this, okay? There's, there's like, a, when you're a comedian, there's, you know, doing poorly, Maybe it's not your audience, and maybe you just fuck it up. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen, right? Um, sometimes the crowd can be like rowdy or something, no one's listening, it's not really bombing. I'm talking about, this story I'm about to tell you is when I ate shit twice in front of Jeff Dunham's audience, okay? Jeff Dunham, the, the ventriloquist, the little puppets, you know? So, this is when I was very young. This took place in West Palm Beach, Florida at the Improv. So, little quick backstory. When I was younger, the person who really gave me like my my career, you know, who gave me an actual career in comedy, was Pablo Francisco. If you don't know who Pablo is, look him up. Super, super funny guy. One of the nicest guys ever, as well, right? So, Pablo's audience. Pablo basically met me a couple times. Did some guest spots and hosted for him. And then one time, I got to feature actor middle be the be the feature actor the middle act for him, where you do like a half hour. Uh, before he goes on, before right before the headliner, right? And then he was like, oh, I really like Jeff. You know, he told my manager at the time. So he brought me on the road with him some places and I got to middle for him, you know? So I had been working with Pablo and uh, for, I don't, I don't even know how many months. And then my, my manager at the time, they, the same company, they managed Jeff Dunham, okay? Totally different audiences. Pablo's audience, this is my point. His audience is... You know, like they were, I'm sure it's pretty much, you know, similar now, but they were young. They're like 20s, 30s, fun. You know, a lot of like hot girls came to see Pablo and stuff. So, and I was young. I was like younger than most of the audience, but I was the same age as some of the audience. You know, I was 22. Okay. So, uh, and I was like a young 22. I, didn't, I don't think I matured very fast. I still don't think I'm mature. So there you go. So I, uh, I've been working with Pablo and his audience for where I was, they were just perfect for me. Like it couldn't be better for who I was as a comic and everything. They, his audiences were great. And I knew how to work that crowd, right? 
So, and also anything goes, because Pablo's not a clean act, and he didn't care. He would encourage me to say whatever, as long as it was funny. So he didn't care if you were dirty uh, before him, which is, you know, a lot of people don't like. They give you restrictions when you're opening for him or something. So Pablo didn't care at all. I actually think I got dirtier because there's this one story I ended up telling on HBO that I never thought I was going to even say on stage, but I was telling Pablo about it once in the green room, and he goes, fucking open with it. And I was like, what? He goes... Go on stage and fucking open with that story. <laughs> like, I didn't even think this was something I should do on stage, but then I, I did, and it wasn't that great the first night. But it ended up becoming a, a bit of mine, and it was dirty. It was a dirty sex story. So um, my point is, Pablo's audience did not care. They were not offended, okay? You couldn't really offend them. So Dunham's audience is different. Nothing, nothing wrong, not trying to hate on anyone's audience. Uh, good for the, You have your own audience, good for you, right? So his audience was totally different than Pablo's, but I had, I had emceed. I hosted a weekend, was it a whole weekend? I think I hosted a whole weekend at the Irvine Improv for Jeff Dunham. Now, Dunham was doing like an hour, hour and 10 or something. He was, I think he was gearing up to do another hour special. So as a middle act, you only had to do 20. And a host, I remember in Irvine, I think I only had to do like seven or eight minutes. You know, sometimes a host does 10, 15. This, for Dunham, it was like, just do seven, right? Seven minutes as a host, even if, you know, you could get through it, right? Even if that crowd wasn't for me. So I didn't think his crowd was really that bad for me because I'd hosted in Irvine and I'm like, yeah, they were fine. You know, they weren't as amped up as Pablo's crowd, but they're, they're fine. They were good. You know, they liked me. I could do it. So my manager at the time goes, hey, I, I didn't have work one week. You know, you don't work every single week, especially when you're new. And he goes, uh... He's like, do you want to uh, feature, be the middle act for Dunham? And he goes, here's the thing. You only have to do 20. I know you've been doing 30 with Pablo. He's like, you only have to do 20. He goes, but, uh, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be clean-ish. You know, it doesn't have to be completely squeaky clean, but you got, you got to be clean. And I was like, yeah, I mean, 20 minutes, I could do 20. You know, I've been doing 30, you know, easy I mix it up. I don't even do the same 30 every time. I go, I could do 20 minutes. I got MC form and Irvine. This is going to be fine, right? So I go out there and I remember we did seven shows that weekend, right? We did Thursday night, Friday, two shows, Saturday, three shows, Sunday, one show. Is either that? Yeah, that's that. I think it was that. Either that or it was two Saturday, two Sunday. But I think it was one Sunday. So yeah, it was one Sunday because I remember... Okay, so anyways, Thursday night, one show, I get up there and I'm like, I'm gonna, you know, it was going well, it was going fine, and it was going really well, so I was like, I'm gonna, in my head, I'm up there, I'm like, I'm gonna see how far I could push the limits with them, because Dunham didn't tell me, like, hey, you need to be squeaky clean or anything, so I was like, I'll see how far I can go, you know, like, uh, so, I, so I did this joke that was kind of a little risque, you know, for that audience. They loved it. They, they had no problem with it. So I was like, man, this week... It's going to be easy. This is going to be an easy week, right? <laughs> this is not bad at all. I only got to do 20 minutes and I'm the fucking Thursday night. It was great. It wasn't like as good as working with Pablo, but it was close. Like the crowd was like really into me. So I'm like, this is going to be fine, you know? And I wasn't super dirty or anything, but I definitely did some dirty jokes and they, they were fine with it, like here and there. And uh, the best part of this whole story, uh, when I tell you how bad I bombed, I'm about to get to it. My girlfriend at the time... She still lived in Florida. I met her in Miami, right? And we were like, you know, young and like real into each other real real quick, right? And her mom had never seen me do stand-up. And uh, that weekend she was like, yeah, my mom's going to come Friday, you know? 
And I was like, all right, yeah, you know, this this will be great. I'll get to meet your mom, <laughs> and I'll and I'll uh, and she'll see me do stand up. And I mean, I'm sure my girlfriend's time. She was telling her mom like, oh, he's so funny. Crowds love him. <laughs> he's so good, you know, because I was working with Pablo's audience, and they did. They really thought I was great. So, uh, see, am I good on time? Plenty of time. Okay, good. So, anyways, um, so Thursday night the show was. Very good. I'd say very good. It wasn't like, man, I killed it, but it was very, very good set, right? So Friday night rolls around, first show. That's the show that her mom's coming to. Now, just to paint the picture, <clears throat> I haven't been to the new uh, Palm Beach Improv, but this one at the time, it held, I believe, 350 people. And Dunham was pop, like, he's, I mean, he's very popular, but he was already really popular. So the, every show is sold out. There's no, like, excuse like, man, it was a light crowd, you know? Like, I could have... You know, there's only 20 people in there. You know, if there was packed, that would have killed. No, no, no. Packed. Fucking sold out every show. 350 people, wall to wall, right? So, Friday night, first show rolls around. I'm too confident. I'm too confident because of what happened on Thursday, right? The night before. So, I go up on stage, guys. I was bombing so fucking hard. Like, so hard. I mean, 20 minutes is nothing. Even at that point in my career, it was like 20 minutes? Like, this is, I can get through 20 minutes, nothing, you know? I, my mouth dried up. Like, nobody was laughing. Nobody. I don't remember, like, what joke I started with or what joke I did next or anything like that. I just remember I was eating shit. Like, you can't bomb harder than this. 350 people, in a good mood, by the way, because they're all there to see, like, a, someone who's, you know, famous to them and they're a big fan of. So it's not like they're papering the room and giving away free tickets. Like he, these people paid, they're in a good mood. Anyways, my mouth started drying up. I had like no saliva in my mouth because of how hard I was bombing, right? And my girlfriend's mom is in the audience for the first time, very first time seeing me, right? And I just couldn't believe it. Like I think, I think it was going poorly and then I did a a bit I think I started like a little too dirty and I turned them off right away um I mean just like no one was laughing like you'd hear like a couple people chuckle here and there it was death it wasn't like I'm starting slow they're giggling and then I'm gonna like I'm gonna build it I was just in a hole I was in a coffin I was six feet under I was dying dude I was dead so I remember I did this one joke that eventually became like my closer that week because it was the only thing that got like a laugh. I remember it got like a decent laugh. And then somebody, it was just a bad set. Like somebody yelled something out. It was a, I think it was a road in Florida. Somebody said Okeechobee. And or I, I was saying it wrong. Or maybe, maybe I'm still saying it wrong. And like that got a laugh. Like you know you're bombing when all your jokes are just dying so bad. That you just messing up a word. Getting a chuckle out of the audience gives you confidence. I remember like... I messed up a word and people laugh because I just said it wrong. Not because I'm a funny guy, but because to them, because I just said a word wrong that they all knew. And they just started like chuckling at that. And so I just like milked that for 30, 45 seconds. I mean, I'm checking my phone or whatever I was checking. I just, I was waiting for the light. I don't even know what my phone looked like back then. It was probably a flip phone. But this is 2006. So I'm, I'm like, where's the light? Come on, you know. I did this joke in the middle of my set that like got a, a, a decent laugh. And I think someone even might have been like, that one was good. It's like, fuck. You know how horrible that feels? 
And I'm just like, it's everything was like on top. Like it was just like my girlfriend's mom's there for the first time meeting me. I'm bombing worse than I'd like. I think I never bombed like that. Like even with Pablo's crowd, when the crowd wasn't like as on fire as normal, there was still a million times more into me than that. Like this, this crowd was just like, I don't get what's going on. This guy, how could he be a comedian? Like, is this a prank? <laughs> He's so bad. So my mouth's drying up. I have no saliva. I'm probably going like while I'm on stage trying to just get saliva in my mouth. Finally, I get the light, right? Man, when I tell you I went and I cried, I went and I, I remember sitting on like in the gutter because I felt, I was by myself. I like went around the corner or something and I, I walked away from the club. I just had to get out of there. I wasn't going to sell merch. I think I was selling CDs after the shows, but I was like, I'm not going to wait around and sell any, try and sell anything, you know? Hey, you guys wanted more of my comedy on my CD? <laughs> you know what you saw in there? Well, this, this is the fucking even worse. <laughs> this is when I was even not as good as that. So... I don't know. So I remember I went and I sat in the gutter because I didn't feel like I deserved the curve. And I just cried. And I think I remember calling my dad and I was like, you know, I got to figure something out when I get home because I'm not a comedian. Like I was, I was young, but I had a set that was so bad. Every good set, every great thing that was happening for me so young in my career, everything went away. All I could think about was that I'm not a comedian. I'm clearly not a comedian. I, I, you go, it's weird. Like you go from being, man, I'm, I'm so good at this. Everybody loves me. <laughs> I'm so amazing. And then one set just made me go, I need to go to, back to college. I need to figure some things out. I have to, uh, I don't know. I just have to, I got to do something. And it's not this because I suck at this. Everybody in the world's better at this than me, even people who haven't done it. That's how bad I felt. And I remember my dad just being like, because my parents had seen me, like, you know, opening for Pablo and stuff, and they they're, you know, seen me do really well. So my, my dad was like, it couldn't have been that bad. I'm like, like, legit, no one was laughing, dad. He's like, what was the crowd? I mean, were there people in there? I'm like, packed, sold out. Nobody likes me at all, right? Then I had to meet my girlfriend's mom afterwards, and she was like, Hey, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, like I've never had a worse set in my life, blah, blah, blah which just sounds like I'm lying, right? It just sounds like, oh man, usually I fucking, <laughs> pew, you know, just ding. I'm hitting dingers. I'm, I'm calling my shot. Left field, right field, right? So you just sound like you're full of shit. And then even if you go like, hey, I usually do better than that. It's still like better than that is still not good. I was at like negative 10 out of 100. And so she's thinking like, maybe he can get to like... 10, 20, but out of 100, but this guy's clearly not ever doing great. So she was like, hey, she's like, yeah, she goes, you were really funny. And I'm like, no, it's like, you know how horrible that feels when you know, that's like someone coming up to you, you're 5'10", and going like, hey, you're 6'3". You're like, that doesn't make me feel like I'm actually 6'3". We all know I'm not 6'3", so just pointing at me and saying you're 6'3", doesn't make me go, hey, I'm 6'3", right? So that is just like, I know she's being nice. My girlfriend was there, obviously, and she was, um, she was just, I don't even remember what she was doing. I think she was probably just confused about why it went so bad because she'd seen me do well so many times. Like she met me, she worked at the Miami Improv and she met me when I was opening for Pablo there and it was just like, crowd loved me, you know, because it was Pablo's crowd. So uh, anyways, 
I ate it terribly. People were coming up to me after the show and, um, oh, th- th- let, me, let me say this. No one came up to me after that show. I hid, I think. Um, so I had to meet my girlfriend's mom and say hi to her and stuff. But um, can you imagine, by the way, like, you're, you're, you're like, my daughter is sleeping with this dude <laughs> because he's, she met him because he's a comedian and he's the worst comedian I've ever seen ever. Ever? Like, even comedians I don't like, at least they're getting laughs from someone. This guy can't get a laugh, right? He gets one laugh in 20 minutes, and then he gets two because he says a word wrong. I think she even said it to me, thinking back now. I think she said, like, that was funny, the whole thing you did about, like, Okeechobee Road or whatever. Like, she's, she was reaching for stuff to be nice. So, nice lady um, for doing that. So, uh, we did seven shows that week. Now, I remember this perfectly. The first show I told you was, like, like, very good, you know? Um, I had another sh- set that week. I can't remember which one. I think it was one of the shows Saturday night um, where it was it was good. I would say I had two good sets. And then I had two of those bombs. Like, I had another one like that. I can't remember when, which I might have been Saturday first show or something. Um, but it was another one like that. Like, fucking nothing from anybody. Eating it. No one's laughing. Terrible, terrible, right? And uh, dried up mouth, all that stuff. I had two of like the worst bombs ever out of the seven. I had two sets that were good. Not like, okay, they were good. And then I had three where it was like, okay. Like I got through it and people were laughing. They weren't like cracking up, but they were laughing. They enjoyed me like, okay, you're fine. You're fine. Where's Dunham? Where's Dunham? Like those type of crowds. So um, it was so bad that during the week, uh, the weekend, I remember on the shows where I actually thought I did good or okay, People would come up to me and tell you, you know, oh, you were really funny. People, I swear, would go like this. Oh, you're really funny. I just love Peanut, though. Peanut is one of Jeff Dunham's uh, puppets. So people were legit coming up to me saying, you were good, but you're not as good as the thing that doesn't exist or have any feelings. Why would you say that to me? Just say like, oh, you were funny. We love Jeff Dunham, you know, and I would be like, yeah, he's the best, but that's why you're here. I get it. But no. You were funny, but Peanut's way better. You know what? Peanut didn't hear that. Peanut didn't hear that and go, hey, that was good to hear that compliment. It really keeps me going. Peanut doesn't fucking hear if you hate Peanut or if you like Peanut or if you thought Peanut had an off night. Peanut doesn't know any of this stuff. I know everything. Just be nice to me. I'm the human being. Um, and Dunham, to his credit, man, he was like really, I mean, I'd be, I don't know. He didn't really care how I was doing. Obviously, it didn't matter because it's his show and whatever, but... He, I remember, like, we barely talked, and uh, at the end of the week, I remember him being like, hey, man, he goes, you figured him out. He thought I had, like, figured out his crowd. He, like, he was like, yeah, he goes, you had a couple rough sets, but, you know, you figured him out by the end of the week. And in my head, I'm like, I didn't figure anything out, man. I was just trying to survive, and luckily, I only had two out of seven sets that were fucking the worst thing of my life on stage, and uh, I was able to pull off a couple okay sets. But he was like, yeah, you figured him out. I didn't figure out anything, Jeff Dunham, and I'm terrified of your audience.